and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Because this is for the last. This is for the last. This is Reformed Raza. Orale. Raza. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm alongside here with my brothers. Justin Corona. And Martin V. Firme. Woo! <laughs> hey, this is Pastor Vic right here. Uh, we'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about boldness. Yes, sir. And uh, just like the world is bold... In their denial of Jesus Christ, we got to be bold with our defense, with our standing up of Jesus Christ. The real Romans 116. Yeah. Oh, that low-key shot. For I am right. the gospel for its power of God for salvation to everyone who Amen. believes. Amen. Amen. And so we live in a day and age in a culture, like how we were saying in our previous uh, Endurance podcast, where the, the world... The world that we live in, the culture that we live in is ungodly, it's anti-Christ, and Jesus Christ, Christianity, the whole Christian religion is now become a profanity in the eyes of the world. So when they hear uh, a Christian or whatever, it's there's already a stereotype that goes along with it and that we think we're just trying to send people to hell. We ain't trying to live you, let you live you know, the way you want to live and, and all kinds of things. But we got to stand up for truth, but with truth and love. That's the difference. There's a difference between just being bold and just telling people that they're going to go to hell and all kinds of things. But if there's no love mm-hmm. in it, then what are you really doing it for? So what we're talking about is speaking up for truth, being bold, but being passionate because we are fully convinced of what we believe in amen that's what we're talking about here today amen that's good because now we're transitioning from one of the episodes that we talked about which was endurance talking about how we can endure as christians and and go through the the various things that we that we come across during our trials and tribulations that we may face and with that comes being bold with that comes standing for the truth standing what is for what is right, standing for the things of God, especially in today's culture when things like how Martin just said is very anti-God. And and even just with, with all that's going in in the culture now, how they try to um, take God out of schools, yeah. take take God out of just every little thing, you know, every, everybody wants to try to sue because they have God's name in it or yeah. even try to take God off of the dollar bill. And yeah. every, everybody's trying to... St- get away from the things of God because with God comes conviction. Yeah, exactly. And that's where we need to, as Christians, need to stand up for the things of God, stand up for what is what is truth and what is right because then that's how people are going to come to believe. Exactly. And I, I think that if you're going to stand up for God, the time is now. Yeah. Now. No, no wasting time, no, no doing the things in the past or whatever. It's time to stand up right now because... What Paul was referring to when he was saying about pray for me that I may speak boldly, he was talking about war, spiritual war before that, putting on the, the, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth and all these things. He's basically saying, you better get ready for war because it's coming. It's here. It's now. And uh, 
That scripture that he says, remember, if you want to live a godly life, you will be persecuted. Not a maybe, not an if. He's saying you are going to get persecuted, so you better be ready. There's a promise of God for you right there. That's the promise of God right there. (laughs) Everyone who desires to live a godly life will be persecuted. I like how Paul says that. As, as as he's encouraging the the churches, as he is a prisoner in chains yeah. for being bold about his faith and proclaiming the good news, the gospel to people, the very reason why he's in chains that he's even asking the churches that he's um, sending letters to 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 pray for him that he would continue in that boldness, even being chained up that he would continue with that same boldness that got him there. Think about it. Look, that's very interesting. Because the culture that Paul was in, that the early church was in, you want to talk, talk about being anti-God and anti-Christ, that's what they were. They were literally hunting these Christians down and, and, and killing them. Paul They're, being one of them. Paul being one of them. They, Saul at the time. They, they, they lit up the streets with the bodies of the believers. Mm-hmm. They were burned alive and used as lampstands to light up the streets at night. That was their future, and yet they refused to deny Christ. Christian, listening, are you that bold? That knowing that if you proclaim Christ, it will be the end of you? It will be the death of you? Are you ready to do that? Are you fully convinced of the gospel that you allegedly believe? That's a question you must um, ask yourself as you're listening to this, is that, are you bold enough to stand up for the truth? Are you bold enough to stand up for Jesus Christ himself? Are you fully convinced of what you're believing, of what you're saying? And, we're, and it goes deeper than, than just, you know, proclaiming it, is knowing it and having a passion for truth. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. That is an absolute statement. That is a statement that, that says that there's only one way and one truth and one life. And this is the only way to God. It's through Jesus Christ. Are you fully convinced of that? Man, it goes mm-hmm. deeper than, than your social media statuses. Yeah. Deeper than the shirts you wear. Deeper than hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> then the he is greater than I sticker yeah. on your car. That I got on my car. Right? <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> But it goes past that. Yeah. It goes into now your your character. Are you really living for the things of God? And it, and it even just takes us back to that to the last episode of endurance that we that when we were talking, uh, Victor shared a scripture and then goes on to say that they they left the things of God. They fell away from it because their hope wasn't on the gospel. Yeah. And 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 that even just continues to to, to bring back the. The wise, the wise builder and how he built on the foundation. And, and yet a lot of people in the world in today's times are building on sand still. They're building on the sand. They, they think they have this faith, but yet their hope was never in the gospel. It was probably in the miracles of Jesus or yeah. their hope was in, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, prosperity, the blessings yeah. of, of God. Or maybe their hope was trying to get into heaven when it should have been on Jesus. Yeah, when those blessings didn't come. And the trials of life came, the storms of life came, that house got knocked down because Mm -hmm. it was not built on on the rock, Jesus Christ. And so that's that's, that's what we're looking into today. You know, today, uh, it's it's very critical to know where we stand with Christ. We can't be hokey pokey Christians like how we were saying with Pastor Santos, one foot in, one foot out. 
That's not that's not how we do church. That's not how we do around here. We we're living this life right here is because we have experienced the power of God in our life. And the the scriptures testify of our experience. That's why we know that we can trust the Bible. That's why we know that the Bible is true because it tells us what we are what we have what we know inside to know is true. It's backing up what we have experienced with Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a book written by man. No, no book is going to tell you these kind of things that, that the scriptures testify to your experience and it's truth. Mm-hmm. So are we fully convinced of this and we need to be proclaiming it and not be messing around, you know, when, you're, when it's all good, you know, you're praising God in church. But as soon as one thing happens that doesn't go your way, you're right back to it. Your flesh comes out. And, and you start cussing and you start smoking and you start going back to the world and, 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 and you deny Christ in that sense. You turn your back on, on Christ and the church and you go run into the world. Are you saved? Examine yourself today. If, they, if that's you, examine yourself. Because you, it might be that you are not in the truth. And that's why you can't be bold. And that's why you can't proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because maybe you're not in Jesus Christ. Maybe you haven't experienced that. So we're being bold today even in saying these things because we love you and we want you to be saved. Examine yourself mm-hmm. to see whether you're on the truth is what Paul said. So then what scripture for you guys will come to your mind when we talk about this, about being bold and, and, and even just how we as Christians can do that moving forward in, in our walks? How can we be bold when people around us are falling away when people around us aren't being bold how can we continue to be bold in that area well uh, for me uh, always 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 of course look to the word of god if you want to hear from god read the word of god yep. you're gonna you're gonna know god's voice but yeah. the, the we don't just go on trips and then <laughs> a, little, a little trance <laughs> a little trance <laughs> for me i'd say that know that for you christian that God is for you, that he's not against you, which takes me to Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, which says this, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Oh, yeah. Now, when I read that scripture, I don't know how you guys imagine it, but I feel like, a, like Paul's like basically throwing his hands up and say, what? Who can stop me? <laughs> God is with me. I mean, just imagine what? raising up your hands. And, uh, I mean, we, we, uh, me, me and you, Mark, we grew up in, in the neighborhood, so we know what's up when we throw up our hands and say, what? Yeah. You want more? Is that all you got? I've done that to I, a cop one time, dude. Oh, didn't go uh, well for me. <laughs> you think I don't know about that either? <laughs> <laughs> I, I play Grand Theft Auto. And all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can just imagine, like, you know, just throwing up your hands and basically saying, is that it? Like, what's up? Are you going to stop me? God is with me. Uh, he's working all things together for the good. He predestined me. I'm going to be glorified. And what, what can man do to me, basically? God yeah. is with me. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that, that's what I get with a certain boldness, like knowing that God is with you. Yeah. He's not against you. He is for you. Through the midst of the trials, tribulations, whatever you want to uh, call it or whatever, God's love is right there. Nothing, Paul says, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And I think about Peter and uh, John in Acts chapter 4 when they were, uh, uh, they were beaten for their faith. See, uh, on the Endurance podcast, I, I, I left off with the, not left off, but I mentioned that uh, 
in John chapter 16 where Jesus tells uh, the disciples, there's many things I want to show you, but you can't bear them now. Especially Peter. He had to go through the, the, him denying Jesus Christ. He had to go through, through, that, through that whole stage of, of seeing his Lord being arrested, him, his faith being put to the test. Yes, he failed. And, but what happened later on after Jesus resurrected, the angel told uh, Mary, go tell the disciples and go tell Peter. And then Jesus restores Peter. And then we see in, in the book of Acts, uh, after the, the, the Holy Spirit comes on the believers, Peter preaches the first gospel sermon and 3,000 souls come to the Lord. And we go to chapter 4. And then he heals a lame man, uh, uh, someone that was... That was uh, Lame. <laughs> and and he, he makes him walk again. And he says some very, very bold things after that. So watch. Look, check this out. And Acts chapter 4 says, And they were speaking to the people, the priest and the, uh, the captain of the temple. And the Sadducees came, came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they were arrested. Then they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word uh, believed, and the number of the men came to about five thousand. So after three thousand, now the number is up to five thousand people getting saved. Check this out. And then it goes on to say, on the next day, the rulers and the elders and the scribes gathered together in Jerusalem. With Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family and they had set them in the midst. They inquired by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is a stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated common men. They were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And it's going to go on to say other things, but I want to stop right there. Now, think about it. They were arrested. They were stand, standing before the rulers of Israel and their day. And these men had the power to send them to death because Caiaphas was one of them that played the part in, in sending Jesus uh, to his death. And so we see that, that even in the first real trial, standing before the council, they were bold. They say, Peter said, let it be known to all of you and to all the people that this man stands healed by the name of Jesus. And, no, and notice how it says that it was by the Holy Spirit that they were able to say these things. 
Because when the Holy Spirit really does come upon you, you're going to be bold. And it's, and it's more than just you babbling words. Man, there's something that's happening to you right there. That the, the power of the Holy Spirit of God is on you. And you're able to proclaim the truth. And, the, and the, he, Peter says another really bold statement that let it be known that the salvation is in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that is Jesus Christ alone. And notice that that they now now the rulers they notice the, the, the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they had been with Jesus. So they recognized who they were walking with. They recognized who it was that they were pointing to. And we're being bold enough, that's who we're pointing towards. We're not pointing towards ourselves. We're not making ourselves known. We're pointing to Christ. Amen. And that's the bold, that's where the real boldness comes from. Because you're not standing up for yourself. You're not standing up for your own thoughts and your own emotions. You're pointing towards Christ. <laughs> and the other people, they're going to recognize. They, they, they recognize, hey, man, the, the, these people, they're just common men. They're unlearned, un- uneducated men. But they notice that they have been with Jesus. That's, that's, that's what they got to say of us Christians today. That they got to recognize that we're Christians, that we walk with Christ. And there's something different about the way that we speak and the way that we talk. And the way we stand up for truth. And they got to recognize, man, they're walking with Jesus. We sing songs about it. Yeah. You know, that they would see you and me and, 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 and all these things. And when it comes down to it, do they really see Christ in you? Yeah. As, as you are speaking, even just in conversation or, or in the way you conduct yourself, do they really see Christ in you? Are you being bold enough to where they could say, that guy... Is a follower of Christ. Yeah, and and I I man I I like looking at the life of Peter, because you can see both sides of being yeah. bold, how not to be bold, and how to yeah. be bold. <laughs> Serious. Because during during the time that that he was a part of Jesus's ministry, when when he was under Jesus, he was being bold in all the wrong arrogantly. Way. Yeah, arrogantly. He in, in his own strength, I would say, which yeah. is a Christian who who. Uh, well, basically, anyone that, that tries to go off of their own understanding, any yeah. person that goes off of their own strength and what they know they could do. Because what Peter did, um, he goes and tells Jesus, no, you're not, you're not going to die. Because Jesus, the, the, yeah. night, the, night before he was, uh, the night before he was crucified, Jesus tells him that he's going to be crucified. You know, just another reminder. Oh, yeah, remember, guys, I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to die. And then Peter comes out and says, no, you're not. And that's when Jesus says to the lion says, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and then even more so, where was it? When Peter was, dang. There, there's another time when Peter was being, oh. At the Last Supper. Out at was, the Garden of Gethsemane. Oh, yeah. At the Garden of Gethsemane, prayer, uh, prayer. Uh, Jesus went to go pray. <laughs> and he had a couple disciples with him. And as Jesus was praying, the disciples were were asleep. And so towards the end of of the the prayer, um, what was it? Judas came with with some of the guards to come and take Jesus. And what did Peter do? Chopped off the ear. He grabbed the sword and went and swung it. You know, people will say that, oh, he was so skilled. He was able to take off just the ear. 
Nah. Oh, no, this guy yeah. was a fisherman. Nah. He, he was he, unlearned he man. He, he grabbed a sword yeah. and swung it, hoping to get the guy's head off. Yeah, he tried. Took off an ear. But missed. anyways, that that's a description of how he tried to be bold on his own. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're coming from my king? Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Yeah. You're not going to take him alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's ultimately the, the plan of Satan. They, they don't want Jesus yeah. Christ to be crucified. But then later, how you mentioned about Peter and John and how they stood up and yeah. how they were persecuted. And it's funny how it was by the, the very same person that did the same to Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. And so later on, then they got a beat down for, for, uh, for, for what they did right here back in Acts chapter 4. Mm. And Peter's the one. He says, but Peter and John answered them whether it is right in the sight of God to listen uh, to you rather than God, you must judge. For we cannot speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man whom the sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. So this man... Over being over forty, being crippled all his life, gets healed, and they can't deny it. They cannot deny, it, so they can't really put them to death because they did a good work. So they, <laughs> so they went away joyfully, getting a beat down. But they said, whether it is right for us to obey you or to obey God, you must be the judge in that. But we gotta preach Christ. <laughs> that that just remind me how how the lame man became unlame. <laughs> it reminded me of the, the Spongebob episode when like Mr. Krabs was making fun of uh, Spongebob and Patrick and he was like lame <laughs> and then and then after like they got approved by Mr. Krabs they're like unlame <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's what became of the guy feed but, me man going back to the Old Testament and, and just reading um, I'm encouraged by you know the book of Daniel of how we could be bold even just in our conduct and how we continue to praise God and continue to worship Him even in public. In yeah. Daniel, and uh, where was it? In Daniel chapter 3, it goes on to talk about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego and how at that time the king, uh, where was it? It says there was a, oh yeah, so the king Nebuchadnezzar declared, or he made a, a, a what was it, a golden, um, the golden statue. He made a golden what? statue, and, and what he decreed was that all would go before it and worship it at whenever the horn blew and, and all these things. And so the only ones that didn't do it were, were these Jews that were appointed as, uh, what was it? They're, they're holding a type of office over the province yeah, of the yeah. land. And so it, it was brought to ne uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's attention that, hey, these three Jews that you have appointed over, over this area of land... They don't do that. They do not, or it says right here in uh, chapter 3, verse 12, it says, There was are, are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And so if you know that story, you know that from then, he, he calls for them three to be to be before him and so then he puts them into the furnace and so one of the things that encouraged me too is that um the guys right before they get put into the furnace he said whether our god saves us from this or not 
Like we're we're gonna continue. To, we're, yeah. We we still hold on to our guy. We're like whether he whether he takes us out of this furnace, whether he saves us, or even if we die in the furnace, like we're still gonna serve our guy. And so if you know the story, they survive the furnace. That to the, they don't even burn up. The people that throw them in there end up dying. Yeah, they didn't and even smell they're, like they're, they didn't get singed. None of the hairs were yeah. were, were scorched. Nothing. And they came out, and because of that, because they stood up, and they continued to worship God, even in the fire, they were they were singing and dancing. Yeah. That that Nebuchadnezzar came to believe in God because of that, and then a couple of chapters later, we go on to read about Daniel, and how at this time there there was a couple of people who were jealous of Daniel, that weren't Jews. They 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 were from Babylon, and and they were going jealous of Daniel, so they tried to find fault in him, but because he was blameless, they couldn't. So the only thing that they could bring to the king's time at, or King Darius at the time was that because he worshiped the almighty God, he worshiped yeah. the one true God. And so because of that, they, they were able to interject into the king, um, I believe he was change the law. to change the law to yeah. say that if they worship, anyways, to basically, uh, because he started, because he worshiped the king that, or what was it? Because Daniel, Daniel prayed three times a day and they saw him. That's the only way that they were going to get him to uh, change the law to say, no, he can pray to no one else but to the king. And so when Daniel, oh, okay. they knew that Daniel wasn't going to step back. Yeah, so it says right here in chapter 6, verse 5, it says, Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Dang. That so they use, like they, use his own, <laughs> they use Daniel's own worship to his God. As a way of trying to bring him down. And it said, and later in uh, verse 10, it says, When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his high house where he had windows in the upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. And so Daniel, being Mr. Thug Life, he goes into his high chambers where there was windows and he and, and it would be open where it overlooked Jerusalem. So all of, everyone could see what he would be doing yeah. every day. But he would go in there three times a day and pray and give thanks to God. Even though they and it even says right there, it said that he knew. Once he knew that the papers were signed, he still did this. And so he's and, and so like because it was I guess you would say outlawed or banned for him to do that, he still continued in it because he didn't care. He worshipped his God and nothing was going to stop him from that. And that's that's encouraging even now because we, I mean, I feel like that we're going to come to that point one day. Uh, we're getting there already. California is a very liberal state yeah. where the laws are constantly changing uh, to to really condemn pastors. Uh, isn't they, I don't know if you guys saw on the news, but recently they passed a law where pastors can't preach against homosexuality. Have you guys heard about that? Mm-mm. Or they, I, I saw something like saw that. Something like yeah, that I saw huh? something so like I don't that, know the man. real details of that, but man, it's in the works. It's coming. Well, we're living in, in those days, especially here in California first, where they're gonna they're gonna make some type of law where pastors cannot, you know, say anything wrong against the LGBT. That's that's the that's the main thing that's really pushing this agenda against against Christians, you know what I mean? That that's 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 where we're going to be mainly getting attacked. But not to get into that, but I'm just saying that that story that you just read, dude, that's like, man, that's like we're today. We're going to see it come. Yeah, that's today, dude. That's coming real quick. 
Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was going to say, so with the bonus, is going to come persecution. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically like, man, no, no, no it's just, I'm, I'm tripping out because, like, man, you get ready. Oh, yeah. You get ready. That, that's, that's so right now, it hasn't come to that, but can you be bold even today? Even when the laws aren't without the like persecution. that, without the persecution, I mean, it takes to to you know to to really have a passion for Christ, to really stand up for righteousness, but not because just because you want to just be you know against everything, but because you love the truth and that you recognize that that there's no other way but in Christ, and it comes mm-hmm. for out of a a heart full of love and grief. For, 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 for such things, for such sins, because you know that that's really not where the answer is. And you just want to tell people about the reality. But can we do that if we're not even in our word or we're not really praying? Are we being like Daniel? I mean, he prayed, you know what I mean? Three times a day. He knew what was going he on. He knew what was going on. And he did it still. Yeah. Do we even pray three times a day? You know, Christians, you got to, you know, examine yourself. Do we pray in public? Yeah. Are you ashamed to, to say a prayer when you're out, you know, going to McDonald's or Burger King, whatever, or any public place to eat? Do you, see a pra- do you say a prayer? That reminds me of Paul yeah. when he was on the ship. And right before he ate his food, it said amongst, I think it was like over 300 people. He, yeah. he prayed aloud and gave thanks to his God for the yeah. food and, and everyone heard him. It was quiet. Yeah. Like, are we able to do that? I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be screaming our prayers so everyone in the yeah. mall can hear us. Or but but when you're like, in the middle and, you know, you're, you're in a public place, you're dining out with your family. I'm talking to you fathers right now. Do you initiate prayer? Like, just like earlier when, when mm-hmm. we went to go eat, uh, we started eating. And then my daughter, <laughs> so, Daddy. We forgot to pray. Like, oh, <laughs> all right. My bad. I'm sorry. And so, yeah, everyone, all right, bow your heads. You know, good. Thanks for reminding me. And so even our kids, the boldness that we show our kids or the boldness that we have as fathers as being the heads of the house, our children are going to imitate that. So fathers, we have a more of a responsibility to really be bold with our faith because our children are watching us. Yeah, and the, and if they see us half step half step in it, or just you know just going you know along the ride just for a cruise, they're looking at us. So we're just you know being so passive and not really standing up for truth or righteousness. They're not. They're not learning. They're not getting it. So that's how they're gonna be, and mm-hmm. as they grow up, and so they we're just setting them up for failure for destruction. But now we as fathers, we got to stand up and our kids are watching us. So as we be bold, they're catching on to that boldness. So they stand up with you. And that's how they grow up to be bold also. Even, you know, we don't all have the privilege of being homeschooled and we can't all homeschool. You guys were homeschooled too? Uh, unfortunately, we weren't. <laughs> <I was homeschooled. laughs> you know? So we don't have that privilege of being homeschooled, you know. So our kids got to go to public schools. Yeah. And public schools today are very... Uh, how should I say it? Uh, they're turning anti-God too. They're very uh, oh, actually, they're, bold about they're, their sin. Yeah. Or, you know, the kids these days, even elementary schools, like the things that my kids tell me, you know, my, my son, he's in going into what? 
Third fourth grade? Nah, fourth oh, he's grade. Oh, going into fourth grade already? Yeah, Aiden's Damn. going into fourth grade, yeah. I think, yeah. My daughter, Amber, she's going to uh, second grade. And then my youngest daughter, she's going into first grade. And then Isaac's still in kindergarten. But anyways, they're, 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 they're still in elementary school. And the things that my, my two oldest tell me about the kids, that what they talk about, I mean, they're talking like high school kids. They're talking about things that they shouldn't even, I didn't even know at their age. Perverted stuff. Perverted stuff. And they're cussing and doing all these things. And, and you know, my kids tell me, like, how they, they stand up, you know, for for themselves or when they when they hear something wrong when they say something about God that they stand up like nah that's not the truth mm-hmm. you know so we as fathers we got that responsibility to train up our children even in boldness so that in in the culture that they're growing up with you know unfortunately we can't escape it they got to learn even as children to be bold also and stand up for what they believe in to know is true yeah that's why man marriage and family is it's the critical big, these days. It's a big key oh, role. Man, it's in, critical. Man. It's critical for the woman to know, you know, where she stands in Christ. It's critical for the man to know and to rule his household in Christ so that the children that they're bringing up would be the same. Yeah. Well, I, I have a question for you guys then. How, how do you guys find it being bold when it comes to our families? Because, I mean, it's one thing. I mean, for me, I could I speak speak for myself it's one thing to be bold when it's to people you don't know no oh, when it's yeah. to friends but when it comes to your family your own family even even if you have family that are unbelievers how how do you have you guys seen that or how have you guys maybe struggled or maybe have felt empowered by the word of god to do that when so, it comes to our unbelieving family so when we were growing up how we said in episode one mm-hmm. go check it out if you haven't checked it out my dad uh, he was very vocal about his faith, and uh, as for me personally, I was very embarrassed by him because growing up, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get saved till I was 24 years old. So, you know, yeah, I grew up in the church and things, but I didn't understand why my dad was being so vocal about his faith, and he was just screaming Jesus and yeah, Jesus, so excited about Jesus, you know, and um, even to our family. Um, I have a big family. They lived, you know, right in front of us. And my cousins would clown on my dad. Yeah, my dad would be clowned by, by our family members, by all, all my tias, my tios. And, and he would be made fun of, you know, by his own brothers and sisters and his own nieces and nephews. Because he would stand up for Jesus and, and, and say things that, that were very, you know, um, he was very vocal about his faith. So my dad would get clowned on, and I would see that as a child. And I would say to myself, man, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to be like that. Yeah, I ain't trying to. you know? Yeah, no, I'm not, <laughs> yeah I'm not, I ain't trying to get clowned on like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. So that's a reason why. So when I grew, get it, got older, you know, right away when the homies started, you know, I was being made fun of. Like, uh-uh, I ain't going down this way. So when it's time to really be down for my stuff, that's why I try to prove myself because I try I ain't trying to be like my dad. But little did I know I would have that conversion experience. Hmm. And now I know why my dad was so bold. I know why he was so vocal. And he didn't care. Maybe he did. Maybe, you know, at night he would pray and cry that he was made fun of a lot. I don't know that part. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But now I know why he was so vocal and yeah. why he was so bold, even in the face of his own family making fun of him. Because it's truth. He stands up for righteousness. He knew the truth. He knows 
the truth in Jesus even to this day. And now, now as as we got older, you know, I I, I won't forget. Um, like maybe a year or two after me being saved, you know, I went back to to my neighborhood where my family is at, and with my cousin. I don't know if you were there, Victor. I think I was there by myself. I don't know, but he told me. He's like, man, you're just like your dad. <laughs> no. no, I don't think I was there. Nah, I don't no. think you were there. But he told me that because because they were they were they were uh, uh, doing some stuff. I don't know. I forgot they were saying that, and I said something against it. Like, man, you're just like your dad now. Because they saw me in the streets. You know, they they knew what I was about in the streets. But now, me as a Christian, they're like, it tripped them out. That would be just like my dad. And praise God for that. That was what I got to say. You know what I mean? So now I know. So so when it comes to the unbelieving family, man, you just got to... I mean, it's just the same as the world, basically. You got to be bold. You got to be true. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say when it comes to family, I'm going to put the example right here because it's uh, Martin right here. Uh, when I came to the Lord, when I came to Christ... Uh, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't all mature in the Word of God. I just know that I wanted to serve God, and uh, I guess what comes with family, with being bold, is also it comes with a bearing with them, uh, not giving up in prayer or in fasting. Because I don't know if you knew this, but there was times where we would come as a family and fast for you. <laughs> I was the last one to get saved. You were the last one, but, but I mean, I guess not neglecting. What to do with your duties as a Christian, not running away, because part of standing up is not running away from, uh, from anything, not even running away from uh, what you can do with your family. So I'd say even when it comes to boldly speaking with your family, uh, to, it's always going to come back to being in prayer and bringing in the word of God, because uh, there was some times where I'm just like, man, I looked at my brother, I'm like, man, this guy... What's it gonna take? <laughs> I mean, the word of God is saying some demons gotta come by fasting, so we should start fasting. And uh, also, I remember this one time you, you actually reminded me of this. I forgot about it, but there was one time where I, where I came up to Martin personally in the room, and, and I just said, "Hey, God told me to do this," and I just oh, gave yeah. him a hug. And he looked at me like all crazy, like, "What?" Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. What but do you want? <laughs> yeah. But I guess being bold is not neglecting what. Your duties as a Christian, yeah. and uh, also just what we opened up with with Paul to be ready for that time because of that conversion of, of my brother. It was unexpected, but I think God put everything, set everything right in motion. Because I was in prayer, I was in the Word, and then uh, when that whole exorcism had to take place, <laughs> uh, I was ready for that. But not neglecting duties as a Christian, praying, reading, and acting in your faith, yeah. being bold about it. Yeah. Because Jesus even says it like this. He said, if you love mother, if you love father more than me, you're not worthy of me. So our number one uh, obedience, our number one um, pledge is to Jesus Christ himself. You cannot love your family more than you love Christ. So if you love your family, you're going to be showing them that the truth is in Jesus Christ. But I think it's a little bit more sensitive with unsafe family members. Yeah. Especially if they've seen, seen your conversion, they know, you know, your dirty little secrets or they know things that you've done in the past and they can bring that up to you and be like, whoa, look at you, you're a hypocrite and this and that. And to them, it's like, oh, he's probably going through a phase or or this is just a, a time in his life where he just needs help with something. 
All right, so my question then is, how was it for you guys growing up, being able to be bold with your family? How was it um, knowing that your family was believing? When you have believing, like your sisters were believing, your mom and dad were, were believers. Like, was that encouraging for you? Because for myself growing up, I didn't have that. Or, I mean, at least for me, when I came to salvation, I didn't have anyone else that was believing alongside me. It was just me alone. So how was that encouraging? How did that play as far as being bold with the rest of your family? And so uh, our family was were we're all Christians, and so when we got saved. Well, we we had that support from them. We you know we prayed together. You know, obviously they were very joyful when me and Victor came to the Lord, and so you know, it was like the last pieces of the puzzle. You know to 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 come together and uh, you know when we get together family gatherings you know we pray you know we talk about the Lord me and my sister we get into it you know what I mean so we have our little debates we have our family debates my dad it's very uh, fun to get into a, a debate with him you know we don't always see eye to eye on every you know piece of doctrine and shout out to my sister you know she she holds her own <laughs> we get into it you know but 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 uh, you know we have respect for each other but uh, but as for you. Um, Justin, how was it with you when you got saved, you know? Uh, how, how Did you have that family support or you, were your family believers or how was that for you when, when you first came to the Lord? Well, as far as being bold with my family when I got saved, I was more so quiet in the first couple years of my faith. I wasn't as bold as I am today. I wasn't very open about um, the things of God because, I, I mean, as I said earlier, I was the only one that was believing. And so it was a, I guess it was a part of a challenge for me to, to try to overcome that and being bold with the rest of my family. And so for me, it didn't really come about until, well, at least for my dad's side of the family, it was... Um, during when when my grandpa was was passing away it really pushed me to be bold with my family i was able to lead my family in prayer i was able to to pray with them and 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 even just share the gospel and you know it, it's it's sad to say that it took that but i mean god nonetheless is glorified through that because because of that i was able to be open about my faith more so with my dad's side of the family and then with my mom's side of the family um I guess I guess once my grandpa started really getting sick, my grandma really just encouraged me to, to open up in prayer, whether it be with our meals, um, even just praying for my grandpa. And, and it really helped me in, in that part because my, my grandma believes in God. Um, but it, it, it's just more, it, it was just more encouraging because she's now motivated me to do it. And so with my mom's side of the family, I, I, it's been easier not that, not that, not that um, it shouldn't be easy, but it's more motivating, I guess, more encouraging yeah. for me as a believer that my grandma's pushing me to do this. And mm -hmm. so now with my mom's side of the family, I'm able, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leading my family in prayer. You know, when my grandpa passed away, I, I, I was, I was speaking at, at, at his funeral and, and, and just being bold about the faith that I have and, and even just now like we're opening up in prayer for all our food and 
and even just just praying for just the littlest things and even just speaking about God to my grandma more, speaking about God to my family more. And and one of the things is it, like one of those things where on 4th of July, um, I forgot what was happening, but we were driving to my to my family's house and 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 it was one of those moments where um anxiety and and just a lot of uh, things were just flooding my wife and 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 she really missed her sister she missed her mom at that time and and if you don't know um my wife's mom and sister passed away but um a a lot of this was just flooding her and and so we just parked the car in front of my family's house and and i was like all right and so I, I grabbed my wife's hand and I just started praying. And as I'm praying, I, I could hear my mom coming towards my, my car door. And I was like, oh, like, like should I stop praying? But then I was like, nah, like, I'm going to keep praying. Like, I'm praying for my wife. I'm, I'm, yeah. And, 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 and I know God's going to move. And so I just kept praying and it was going on for, for, for a bit. And then once we're done, I opened my eyes and I looked. My mom was just still standing there just quiet, but she was just watching us pray. And and I, I thank God for that because I mean I'm just reading the Bible. I'm so encouraged by the Book of Daniel. I mean, if you guys have a chance, read the Book of Daniel. It's really yeah. encouraging for us, especially now. But I was just so encouraged because they were more so led. I mean, they're so, more so being bold in in their conduct and the way they they carry themselves as a believer, or at least even just for the love that they had for the Lord. Yeah. And and more so in in their conduct and their action than than the words. So um, it's not just about being vocally bold; it's about your actions backing up your boldness as yeah. well, right? Because we saw uh, we see Peter and John. Why did they get arrested? Because yes, because they were preaching Jesus, but they had the works to back it up. Also, yeah, their actions, what they did, backed up their boldness. Mm-hmm. So we can't just be vocally bold. But we have to have the actions to back up our boldness, too. Are we, you know, are really showing love? You know what I mean? Are we really bearing fruit? Are we doing things into helping out others? And then we can be bold in our vocals because they see that we're not just, you know, trying to bring them down or put them down or just trying to, you know, you know, uh, condemn anybody. But they're seeing the love that we have for, for, for people. And they know, like, you know, I love you. And I want to be honest with you, and I want to be real with you. You know, as, uh, like the proverb says, you know, the the wound, the faithful wound of a of a of a friend. The how does it? The wound of a of a friend is 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 faithful, but the the kiss of an enemy is deceitful. Mm-hmm. So we're doing things out of love, and our actions back it up. So when we speak truth. They're going to believe us when we're, be- when we're being bold. They'll be able to believe us because they know that our actions back up what we say. That's why it's important for us as Christians to endure in the faith because as we are sharing with them the gospel, yeah. as we are, I guess you would say, quote unquote, wounding our brothers <laughs> and sisters and, and even those that, that um, we're sharing the gospel with, they could see because we're enduring, yeah, and yeah. they'll know because it, because it's being tested as true. So 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 picture that uh, you're being vocal about your faith, and you go through a trial, and then you run away from the Lord, or you turn your back on the Lord. Think about that. The people are looking at you. They hear you proclaiming Christ, but then you turn turn away in the hard mm-hmm. times. What is that saying about your God? What is that saying about you? 
God's not enough to help you through exactly. that. Exactly. So why would they, why would they feel the need to listen to you? Mm-hmm. It's critical. So, so no, it's a trusting in the Lord during those hard times, but keeping your testimony as well. Yeah. Because uh, I was just reminded as you guys were speaking about how, how we've been mentioning Peter, how he went through sufferings and how he got boldness. Yeah. And in first period, he says, uh, setting the example, Jesus set that example that while he suffered, he, he was sinless, yet he did not make any threats when they, when they attacked him. He didn't make any threats. When they reviled at him, he did not revile back. Instead, yeah. the word of God says he trusted in him who judges justly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So even in, the, in those times where uh, we stand up for the truth and we back it up with our actions, we, we can't be afraid of what people say about us. Yeah. Make fun of us. Because uh, living purity uh, uh, and all these sorts of things, people, you are going to get made fun of. Yeah. And you are going to get mocked. Yep. And uh, even that tempts the flesh. Oh man! Is that recording you? No, man. Like, oh man, like where? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, but, but that tempts the flesh to, yeah. to say something back, to to do something about it. When instead, it's like, no, just trust God. You be bold in proclaiming the truth, but keep your testimony at the same time. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so, uh, man. Uh, so. The question that I keep referring to is, are you fully convinced, listener, of the gospel <laughs> of Jesus Christ? If that is your name. <laughs> <laughs> if that is your real name. Are you fully convinced, man? Like, seriously. Really? Like, that, that's like the only you, question you can really ask yeah. when it comes to this topic of, are we able to stand for what is truth? Are we able to stand for the things of God? Yeah. So, you know, why do we do the things that we do? Why do we say the things that we say? Why do we evangelize? Why do, do we stand up for, for injustices? Why, do we, why are we vocal to, to stand firm uh, about the things that, that, that are coming against us? Because we are assured. Because we are assured of our salvation. Because we are assured of who God is. We know mm-hmm. who he is. We know what he has done for us. We know what Christ well, who he is to us, how precious, you know, the, the first Peter is a second Peter, I forget, but he says those, the believers, the elect of God who have, um, who have come to know, uh, like precious faith, who have, we have become, uh, you know, t- together in like-minded faith, you know, in Christ Jesus and he's precious to us. So how dare we deny our Lord? It's like when Paul says that I'm I'm convinced that neither principalities yeah. or goes on to name all these things that none of that could separate us from the love of God. Yeah. Not even the the trials that we go through, the testings, um, persecution, none of that. That's how convinced we are. Just as Paul stated that none of that could tear us away from the love of God. Yeah. And so think about the brothers and sisters in the Middle East right now, mm-hmm. that are in in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and countries. Where Christianity is outlawed, the the main religion there is is Islam, and they'll kill anybody who stands against the religion. Not only that, but India, the Hindus. You may not think the Hindus are are like that too, but they're they're killing Christians too in India. And these aren't just believers that have been in the faith for a while. No, over there it's. You're, you're, you're knowing what you're getting yourself yeah. into. If, you, if you're going to yeah. come to the things of God, 
you already know beforehand that okay, if I'm gonna start believing this God, I'm I'm gonna end up dying. Yeah, for this. yeah. They know. They know that it's all out. So yeah. they're just not looking for their miracle or for their breakthrough. They're not looking for their dream house or they ain't looking for <laughs> for things of this world that that Joel Osteen will tell you, man. They're really telling they're really believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They know that they've been saved. They know that they have come to a to 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 a saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and there's been a conversion. We need to get back to, to using that word. They've been converted. You know, I, I'm blessed to see, you know, people come into our church and, and they come in, you know, from the world. But then there's a conversion there. There's the, a repentance. There's a repentance there. You know, there's some brothers and sisters that, that have come to the church. And when they come, you know, they haven't, you know, they, they, they were in the world. You know, they were doing their thing in the world. But then when you realize they, that, man, this brother has been converted you know, he's not the same no more. He squints his eye differently. <laughs> you know, like a conversion, you know, that's the only way I can describe it. Like there's, <laughs> there's been a change in this person. This person has, has come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And it's awesome to see that. And now, so you take that and then take that experience and I'll put it to the believers in, you know, in the Middle East. That's what's happened to them. They've been converted. They've mm. come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and they cannot deny their Lord. Some of them, you know, all the underground churches in, in Asia, in, uh, in, uh, in the Middle East, you know, they had to go underground. They had to go underground to, 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 to uh, uh, live out their faith, to come together as believers and pray and, and to sing, you know, hymns and psalms and, and, and really, you know, just get together and, and read the word together. Some of them not even coming home to, to, a, to a Bible. That's what they look, they look forward to, the risk of their life to go underground to a hidden church. And, and they're joyful in doing it. And then some of them get caught and some of them get killed, you know, but they know where they're going. And there are just, that yeah. just reminds me of Hebrews 11, where it says, you know, um, uh, seeking a better homeland whose builder and maker is God. Amen. They know where they're going in eternity. And I got to say, um, we are very privileged and very blessed to live in this country. Where, uh, Even though it's anti-God. It's anti-God, <laughs> but that's why we Christians are here. <laughs> uh, we can read the Word of God. We can even do this podcast right now. We're not, yeah. we're not being badly persecuted or not anything. That we bad, might, not we yet, might get no. some bad comments or whatever. Yeah. I don't really care about that. But I also got to say bonus with uh, anybody who's listening right now who, who gets behind the pulpit. Or it has to do a Bible teaching, uh, sola scriptura. Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to preach the word of God for what it is. Uh, not to let any of your listeners just, uh, you know, the, the word of God says tickling ears and just only what they want to say. No, preach what the word of God says. Yeah. Even if people, people are going to get offended either way. Uh, just stand up for the truth. Don't be afraid to preach the word of God in holiness, in purity, not conforming to the patterns of this world. Because, yeah, we are blessed right now. And just like you mentioned earlier, there's going to be a time where pastors are going to be put in jail for preaching the word of God. Yeah. yeah. So be bold right now to preach it. You're going to get persecuted anyway. Might as well get persecuted and be rewarded by, by the Lord Jesus Christ. To yeah. not be a coward, not not to run away. Uh, I encourage you guys. I, I know our, our pastor encouraged us at one time. He said, 
go verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Yep. And that encouraged me to get into the Word of God and preach the Word of God for what it is. And so even when, it, yeah, there's those portions of scriptures, yeah, God is for you and, and yeah, you know, blessings and all that. But then there's also those scriptures where you will be persecuted. Yeah. There's also those, those scriptures where... Um, Speaks out against the things that are happening in our culture exactly, today. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking against homosexuality, uh, drunkenness and conformity, all that stuff. Do not be afraid to be bold and preach the word of God is what I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's called exegesis. That's called exegetical preaching, verse by verse, by verse, line by line, and really digging out you know, the scriptures. You know? Amen. So praise God. Uh, so I just want to close out with this. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. The believers pray for boldness. It says, when they were released, talking about Peter and John, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted up their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and, and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Wink, wink, hint, hint. And now, Lord, look upon their, their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servants of your holy servant Jesus through they through and when they had prayed the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were they were all lift, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So the prayer of the believers after being, you know, sent to, you know, in front of the council, after healing someone and, and having their life threatened, was to be even more bold because they understood the gospel. And that prayer, the, the gospel was mentioned. And because, you know, God is faithful, and they said, Lord, help us to preach with more boldness. And if you haven't said this kind of prayer, maybe that's something you need to come to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I haven't been that bold. You know, the people at work, they don't even know that I'm a Christian. My friends don't even know that I'm Christian, you know. Lord, give me that boldness to proclaim your name, to live for you, to really live for you, to live and according to your word, and to be vocal about what I believe. Amen. The truth is, people are going to hell, and that's a reality. And God has placed that order in, in us believers to preach the gospel so that people may avoid going to hell. Do you love your family enough to tell them about the gospel? Yeah. Christian. <laughs> and if, if your name is, is your name, <laughs> if that is your real name, and and so yeah, man. So uh, 
something to think about, you know, hit us up with, you know, any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. We're at reformedrasa at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, you know, any uh, podcast platform that, you know, we'll be on. Hit us up. Hit that subscribe button. Hit up that five-star button. Button on Apple Music, Apple Music, and, and Apple put a reason Podcast. why for the five star. Don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. Come on, man. We want to know if you've been edified in any way, shape, or form, man. Let us know, <laughs> yeah, man. Let we, us know, please. We, we we'd like to hear from you, man. You know, uh, if you're being edified, praise God. You know, let us know. You know, um, hit us up. You know, we'll be glad to hear from you. And uh, yeah, man. I hope you guys were edified. You know, something to think about. And uh, email us. Hit us up on Facebook. Two, I mean, if you have our personal information, I know just recently someone hit us up with with a couple of questions. Yeah, um, it was really cool. But um, yeah, if if you guys know us, you guys have our what's, links what's, already. What's your guys' Facebook? Well, it's just our names. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> Trick question. What's well, your Instagram uh, though? Hey, what's your Instagram? I'm not really on Instagram, but I mean, if if you know us, hit us up. I mean, if not, I mean, our names Justin Corona. Victor, Victor Ricardo yeah. Velasquez. I'm Martin Velasquez on Facebook, on Instagram. You can follow me on Martin and, and B. Firme. Email us. I mean, if you guys have questions, email us. If you'd like us to pray for you, yeah, send um, your prayer hit us requires. up. I mean, we're, we are more than um, blessed Happy. To, to, to be a part of that <laughs> yeah. in, in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, yeah, I guess this is a wrap for this episode. So, huh? this is Reformed Rasa, and we'll catch you on the next one. Rasa. Rato Vato. Wait, what do we do this for? This is for, the for the glory of God. For well, Let me get that straight. Oh. <laughs> no, I, That's I, like I, our catchphrase, though. I was, was going to put the outro song. This is for the Rasa. Okay, okay, okay. okay. okay so let's do that again. again. Let's do that. No, you, you say it. Okay, so what do we do this for? This is for the Rasa. Man, that's it. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> All right, well, we're just gonna go. Bye. <laughs>